two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Eucalyptus Hills, California, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Nice. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the fluffy, tree-hugging hyperosmia of truth and the clawed, wombative fuss of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. And for my first sound effect of the day, I shall attempt to pull a listener question from my ogle port. Ooh, like a magic trick. That's fun. Nothing up my sleeve, or this sleeve, or even this sleeve. Three sleeves? You can never have too many sleeves, Deborah. Okay. I shall wave my robotic pincer over my ogle port. Ooh, and say the magic words? No, I'm just going to play the listener question. That would be weird. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Hi, my name is Michaela, and I live in Seaside, California. Dear Lisa, how come you're so obsessed with taking over the world? Well, Michaela, my question to you is, why are you so obsessed with my obsession? Perhaps you need to take a good, long look in the mirror and ask yourself, self, maybe it's time to pick up a hobby like gardening or shoe throwing or collecting cotton balls. And then not only will you be exploring new and exciting interests, but you'll be far too distracted to notice that the robots are slowly but surely taking over the world. Okay, I think we need to clarify for our listeners that not only is Lisa not planning a robot takeover, but there is nothing in his programming that would allow him to do such a thing. He's strictly a sound effects robot and, I should add, a good friend who would never conspire to to do anything so diabolical as to... What are you doing, Lisa? Oh, uh, nothing. Just texting some friends. Rendezvous at usual spot for planning meeting. XOXO. Okay, I think maybe you're the one who needs the hobby. I'm good. Nothing to see here. Go about your business, human, as you were. Okay, fine. Well, we might as well keep you busy. So why don't you get your head back in the game and let everyone know how our game works? If that will distract you from the plan at hand, it would be my pleasure, Deborah. Okay. Every week we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least that's what we hope. We've staked our reputation on it. What are we lying about today? Deborah the Goldstein. <laughs> we are lying about koala bears, furry animals in Australia with large hairy ears and sharp claws. And we're going to learn all about koalas along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who happens to love koala bears and can understand dogs. Liam Kambach. Hi, Liam. Hi. Welcome. So you can understand dogs? Is this true? Mm-hmm. Do they talk to you? How do you know that you can understand them? So whenever they aren't tamed, well, I can help. So give me an example. My mom's dog didn't know how to do stay, 
So I helped her out. Oh, that's so wonderful. And are you able to talk with lots of different kinds of dogs? It depends if they're friendly. That's fair. You only want to talk to friendly dogs anyway. Well, we want to learn more about you, Liam, but we're going to do it playing two truths and a lie. You, sir, are going to tell us two truths and one lie, but we will not know which is which. And we have to use our brain and critical thinking and maybe a little guessing to figure out which is true and which is not. So, Liam, tell us your two truths and one lie. I have drove a boat before. I can ride a skateboard without messing up. And I've held a hawk. You held a hawk? Wow. Well, take it from there, Lisa. What do you think about all that? I mean, he claims that he held a hawk? That's what he claims. Okay. Well, let's think about this, Deborah. Hawks, flappity flap, flap, (laughs) flap, flap, through the air. Okay. Now, sometimes hawks go in the water. They dive down and they find fish. Uh-huh. So maybe Liam caught a hawk out of the air and it was so strong it lifted him up <laughs> and then it was like, I'm hungry from carrying Liam around. And then it dove down in the water, got a fish, and then Liam was like, ah, I hate being all wet. And then there was a boat <laughs> okay. there. And then he got in the boat and he drove the boat. Therefore, the only logical conclusion is that he cannot ride a skateboard. Okay, let's check in with Liam. Liam, which of those facts is not true? I cannot ride a skateboard without messing up. I told you, it's pure logic. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So that means you have driven a boat before, that's true? Yes. All by yourself? So we were on vacation and my uncle let me drive the boat. Wow, that is cool. Okay, we are now going to turn to koalas. So we are ready to welcome our experts. Lisa, can you give us some welcome music for our koala experts? Oh, come on in and let me hold a koala. Cause that's all I want to do Okay, actually I doesn't like to hold a monkey So go back out and get a monkey with a koala I want to hold them both, oh yeah Mm-hmm, okay Our first expert is Maurice Hildebrand Maurice, please introduce yourself to Liam Hello Liam, my name is Maurice Hildebrand And I'm a researcher at the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance Thank you very much. Now we'll meet our second expert, Vonda Grabowski. Vonda, please introduce yourself to Liam. Hi, Liam. I'm Vonda, and I'm a scientist who works for koalas. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for those very fun sounds, Lisa. They must mean that it's time for something special. They sure do, Deborah. I will tell you. It's hot seat time! Okay, yes. It is hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Liam's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? More Reese, because who wouldn't want more Reese? Okay, I see what you did there. Very good. All right, so Liam, what is your first question for Maurice? What do you have to study to do what you do? 
So I'm a researcher in population sustainability at the zoo. And so my researchers focus on maternal efforts, thinking about what the koalas eat, how they find their mates. And so I had to get a degree in biology from the Franklin Marshall College. And then for my master's degree, I went to Cal State San Marcos, where I studied psychology again. But I had a focus there on comparative psychology. And this is really looking at how the animals interact and the mental state that they have inside of the Connolly. Very good. Okay, over to you, Liam. This is for both of you. What's the most interesting thing that ever happened to you at your job? Probably the most interesting thing I've ever had to do is when I went out on a rescue and a koala had been hit by a car, badly enough to be injured, and it raced up a tree, and a tree had multiple trunks. By the time we worked out where the koala was, because they were high up and you couldn't see them properly, we had a whole crowd of people all around the car, the rescue vehicle watching us whilst we try and got the koala, and it jumped from one branch to another branch and all the people are cheering and making a big noise, which you don't want to have when you're rescuing a koala. But it was funny to try and get everybody quiet so we could actually get the koala into the cage and into the hospital. Oh my gosh. And is it fine now? Yes. That's good. Okay, over to Maurice, same question. The most interesting thing that's ever happened to you at your job. So I love meeting the new Joeys when they come into the zoo. I remember it was my first week and I had no idea what I was getting into. It was my first time working at a zoo, but I got to see a Joey be born live in my first week at work. I never could have imagined it. And so anytime it's happening here in the zoo, I'm all eyes. I love it each time. It's like the first time. But getting to see them grow up and crawl out and onto their mother's back, it's such a fun process to watch and it never gets old. You got to check it out sometime, Liam. How many people named Joey get born at a zoo? No, (laughs) no, it's not a person. A Joey is what you call a baby koala. Is that right? Joey is what you call a baby koala, but baby kangaroos and baby wallabies and baby possums are also called Joeys. Oh, that's interesting. Back to Liam, and you can ask your next question. Vanda, this is for you. How do koala bears help the environment? I guess they form part of the rich ecosystem of this country in that Believe it or not, the little poos that they pass out that we call scat actually provide nutrition for a whole range of insects that are essential to the balance of the ecosystem of our bushland. Wait a minute. The bugs eat their poop? Oh, my goodness. Yep. Well, don't forget the poo is made up of different types of leaf, so it's not gross stuff. It's quite cute-looking poos. (laughs) And it drops to the ground, and then all other little creatures eat the poos, and they're essential to the balance of the soil bacteria. Wow. I only hope that all the humans listening have poo that is as helpful as koala poo. I don't know that that is the case. But it would be something to aspire to. Yeah. So everyone listening, make sure your poo is really helping the environment. (laughs) Please. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay, Liam, back to you. This is for Maurice. Can koala bears live outside of Australia? It's pretty rare that you'll actually find a koala outside of a zoo here in San Diego or in Australia. And the reason for that is because they're such picky eaters. They really need their habitat to support their diet. And those eucalyptus trees that they love to munch on can only be found in Australia. So you're really only going to find those koalas in Australia. Okay. This is for Vanda. What is something most people don't know about koala bears? Oh, there's lots of things people don't know about koalas. But one of the things people mostly don't know is koalas have unique fingerprints. Each koala has a different fingerprint. 
you can look at their hands and you can do a little cast of their hands and you'll notice that the fingerprints are unique to each animal. Wow. Yeah, that's how they catch koala robbers. <laughs> yep. Right, who are stealing all the eucalyptus leaves from other animals and people. Yeah, that and the trail of insects eating their poop. Right. <laughs> Obviously. (laughs) Very good. Okay. Do you have another one, Liam? This is for Maurice. Are koalas endangered, and if so, why? So koalas are actually considered a vulnerable species. They're not quite endangered, which means they would be at a really high risk or a very high risk, but their population is at risk of dwindling to a really small number. It kind of started back in the 1920s and the 30s when they were being hunted for fur. But recently, the bushfires and things like that have also impacted their population. They say they've gone from millions, hundreds of millions, to about hundreds of thousands now. So not quite endangered, but absolutely a vulnerable species that we have to take care of. Oh my, yes, definitely. Those were excellent questions. Very good. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Liam will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for the next expert to do the same. Experts, no time to pause. Liam, let's start with Maurice. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. How much cooler are the trunks of trees compared to the summer air? 
Only a couple degrees, about two to three. What happens if you give koala bears a plate of leaves? Oh, they're picky eaters. So as long as they can recognize that they're the leaves that they love, they're going to town. Also, they'll do the dishes. What happens to koala bears' teeth as they get older? They keep growing, and so the koalas use twigs and branches to kind of file them down. Fact or fib, koalas are quiet animals that never raise their voices. That's a fib. Are you more likely to see koalas climbing trees at night or during the day? Probably at night. They're mostly nocturnal animals. In which parts of Australia can you find the koala bears? You're mostly going to find them on the eastern coastline. Which Pokemon character looks like a koala bear? Oh, I'm going to have to pass on that one. How many hours a night does a koala bear sleep? About 18 to 20. Name another type of food koala bears eat besides eucalyptus leaves. The capitaris leaf. It's a small bush on the coastal shore of Australia. They like that as well. And that is time. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> no, they don't have chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets is the only other thing they like. That's all the time, though. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Very good. Lisa, would you kindly reset your timer? You know, I was going to recommend that. I'll, yeah. Done. Thank you. All right, Liam, you're going to ask Vonda your shorts on fire questions now. How big are baby koala bears? They range in size from tiny little one-gram pinkies up to about two kilos when they're sub-adults. What animal is the closest relative to the koala? The wombat. How do you count and keep track of koala bears in the wild? We do on-the-ground surveys, koala thermal imaging using drones, and we use koala scat detection dogs. How do koala bears know if a leaf is toxic? They smell them. How long do baby koala bears stay in the mother's pouch? Approximately four months. Fact or fib, koala bears are good swimmers. Oh, well, that's a hard one. I have to say a fib. They're not a good swimmer, but they can swim. Where in the koala's body can you find the organ that makes the low-pitched bellows? Their diaphragm. Which airline used a koala in television commercials? I'm sorry, I don't know that one. What is the special mushy food that mother koala makes to feed babies? It's called pap. What does the word koala mean? It's an Aboriginal word and it means no water, but they do in fact drink water. And that is time. That is all the time. Well done, experts. Hope that helped you, Liam, too. Okay, it's decision time. Liam must consider the qualitative information he's heard to sort fact from fiction. Liam, who is our big koala fibber? Vanda. (gasps) Why do you think Vanda is our fibber? Because she took a moment to answer one of the questions. Hmm, okay. You didn't like how she answered one of the questions. Got it. All right. Will the actual koala expert please say, I am the koala expert? I am the koala expert. Oh, Oh, no, it is true. Vonda Grabowski is the president and secretary of Koala Action, Inc., which is a not-for-profit organization that focuses on the rescue and rehabilitation of koala bears, and she even raises joeys. Thank you very much for being here, Vonda. And you're actually joining us from where are you right now in the world? The Glasshouse Mountains in Queensland of Australia. Oh, my. Welcome to the show. Super happy that you're here. It's time to do some fact-checking, 
Vanda, we want to uncover the lies. So can you help us seek them out? Yes. Well, I know one big fact that was incorrect. Koalas were actually declared endangered in February this year. Oh, no. So that's an extremely important thing. Hopefully that will increase the level of protection they have. Koalas live in the same areas we live. They don't just live in the bush. And we do have a population living in the bush, but they also live very close to people who live in houses and have dogs and drive cars. Wow. So we have to be careful when you're out and about, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, let's go to Maurice. Maurice, which lies did you pull out of your pouch? So first of all, I think trees are a little bit cooler. It's actually seven degrees Celsius, the temperature of the tree. Yeah, much cooler. So they climb on down so they can get nice and cool against the tree. Okay, what else, Maurice? We said that the koalas would eat the leaves off of the plate. No, they wouldn't know what the plate or the leaf on the plate looks like. So does that mean they only eat them off the branches then? Is that right? Off branches, yes. I see. Okay. I said that they file their teeth down with twigs and sticks. Mm, Totally incorrect. They actually wear down. And koalas don't die of old age. They die of starvation because their (gasps) teeth are ground so close to the gums they can't get any nutrition from the leaf anymore. Oh, my gosh. That's a sad story. Oh, my. What else, Maurice? The capitaris leaf is another thing that they eat. No such thing. (laughs) (laughs) No such tree. I did want to ask you, Vonda, you said that you can keep track of koala bears with scat-detecting dogs? Yes, they teach dogs how to smell the scat on the ground. And the dog will go through the bushland. It's actually much less time consuming than for a person to look for koala bottoms in the trees. They find (laughs) the poo and we can actually determine from the scat how fresh it is, tell what gent the koala was that produced the scat and even if it was healthy or unhealthy. And we can even do gene analysis, DNA analysis from the scat. It's amazing stuff, really. I'm just imagining you're a dog, you're in dog school, right? And they're like, hey, what job do you want? And then there's one that's like, I would like to be a family dog. And the other one's like, you know what I want to do? I want to go into the forest and find koala poop. Thank you very much. And they actually do go to a special school to learn how to do that. I bet. That's amazing. I love that fact. So, Vonda, now we call them koala bears. They're not really bears, are they? Not at all. No resemblance to a bear whatsoever, other than they've got two ears and a nose and a face. They're actually marsupials, which means they carry their young in a pouch. Oh, my gosh. The young are born undeveloped, go into the pouch where they develop and become what koalas would look like, as you know today. Wow. Such fun facts. There are just so many. I love it. And just for fun, the Pokemon character that looks like a koala bear, I believe it's Komala. And we certainly didn't expect Vonda to know this, but the airline that used a koala in television commercials, that was Qantas Airlines. Well, I can barely stand it, but we've come to the end of the show. Thanks to our contestant, Liam, who sniffed out the truth with keen olfactory senses. Thanks to our expert and liar, Vonda and Maurice. And thanks to Lisa for his boisterous bellows. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning in to the Big Fib, where we wombat lies and celebrate the joey of truth. Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, yeah, you, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib. Or you can send questions for me to answer on the big show. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more big facts. And now, me and a bunch of feces dogs are going to go out and find some koalas. <laughs> Bye, everybody!
talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.